I'm Greg Turner. And I'm Pat Raymond. And we're the Holly Blokes. Two American besties here to give you our take on our latest obsession, the steamy UK soap opera, Hollywood. We're two dapper dogs from across the pond. Here to tell you what's really going on in the village where everything happens. And anything can change in an instant. Welcome to Hollywood. All right, and we are back at you already again. Uh, we are talking about Hollyoaks, as always, and it is the week of June 28th through July 2nd, and there was a lot going on, as always. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Hey, Greg. Doing good. Excited to be back in the village. Yes, me too, always. And the one thing I'll say that we know for sure this week is our favorite daughter of, of the village, Ren and Clements will not be anyone's star of the week because we did not see her. I know two weeks without summer. It's been it's been uh, yeah. a very cold. Uh, <laughs> it's cold been winter. Time. It's been winter. Winter in July. I was going to say that last episode, and I forgot that we had two weeks where we couldn't name Ren and Clements as our star of the week. Well, don't get ahead uh, of yourself. She still could get it. <laughs> She's great on snowshoe. <laughs> oh, okay, that's true. You know, well, there was that week that I was going to give it to Sienna, even though she wasn't on. <laughs> I still think you made the wrong so, choice. I forget the circumstances circumstances but yeah I don't remember who I picked but sorry about it that you're my second choice you know they've been advertising a lot of a lot of newcomers and in fact there's someone called Becky who joined the show today or yesterday we haven't seen it yet maybe you saw it I don't know and she is an actress called Katie McGlynn she did Waterloo Road which uh Denise Welch and I think Chelsea Healy who plays Goldie were both on Becky the new character that's sort of circling Diane yes she is going to be involved with Diane you might have seen her because I know you watched one ahead by by Mabu mistake i did um <laughs> for listeners we're recording this on july 6th i think she made her debut she was in the thumbnail for the for tuesday's episode when i accidentally watched monday <laughs> okay and then prince mcqueen is returning he's uh, goldie's son and he was married to lily um and i think friends with romeo and he is returning in september um which they announced and with him a new character called olivia um who's an actress emily burnett who was on the children's drama the dumping ground which sounds awful why is it called the dumping ground that's a children's show a children's drama i mean what do they mean when they say children They're like like sesame street age or like you know teen drama is it like degrassi or something like i can get down with a teen drama that's fine that's my the children's drama that's how it's said on wikipedia i like don't know dark teletubbies like <laughs> i didn't look too much into it like and i'm sure she's a wonderful actress i'm really excited but the dumping ground what is the name what is the title i don't even care what it means like dumping is not a pleasant word like no. don't put it in a title of a show whatever what do i know i think it ran like several seasons maybe it's still on for all i know but yeah i i started watching Hollyoaks. i think i saw prince in one episode um the actor malik thompson dwyer he was saying goodbye he decided he was gonna go take off so he said goodbye to the mcqueens and to um romeo and so i didn't see much of him but people seem online to be excited about his return which will be in September. So, um, you know, I think this is all part of, um, you know, the new showrunner, different characters coming in. So I don't know, are we likely to see more exits? We, we're going to talk about an exit this week that oh, we haven't discussed so yet, but I, I know I didn't want it to happen. I didn't want it to happen. We've, we've talked so much about how we love the character of Courtney. She's really won us over with her. Just keeping it real. That's what I always say about Courtney. She like would just, you know, with John Paul or with mm -hmm. Sienna, whoever she was like, 
chatting with. She had the best lines sometimes with Sid. It's such a good run these last few months. I mean, way to end on a high note. And it sounds like that was a a decision on her part and on the part of the show. She would be sorely missed. Yeah, and I know there's something like, I feel like there's a saying about, or maybe it's not a saying, but someone said it and it sounded like worded perfectly, but I'm not going to word it perfectly because I don't remember how it was said, but about leaving in a body bag or leaving in a taxi. And <laughs> she left in a taxi, which is good. Like sometimes, I think specifically in British shows, sometimes it's considered like an honor to like kill the character off because it's like, okay, we're not going to recast you. You've made your mark. You're going out in a blaze of glory and we're moving on. But to me, it's like, I didn't, I'm like glad they didn't fucking, you know, kill Courtney um, because that means the door is open. She can mm-hmm. come back at any time. That I'm glad for because, you know, like I said, she really won us over. You know, she's like a very, very interesting character. And um, all the stuff with Sid was interesting. You know, he turns 18 and then she's out of town. Like, why wait till he's legal? <laughs> come on. Now, now's the time to be making whoopee even though we are on the record as being against that and we are yes. against that but right now <laughs> but now that she's left i think i think maybe sid falls for one of these girls he's being set up with they get they get go to get married and courtney comes back for the wedding and they clearly need a girl for sid that's like a big focus of mm-hmm. the week too um so i guess we should talk about the week yeah let's talk about the week so we're talking about the week of June 28th through July 2nd. And we ended the previous week with a preview of this week with Cleo's Vengeance. So Pete, uh, Cleo's uh, rapist and abuser from when she was a teenager, is back in town. We've heard through the grapevine that he is grooming a new young woman. And Cleo is not having it. She has a single focus this week and she's determined to bring down Pete. Last week we ended with her sort of teaming up with Toby and it seemed like they would be working as a team, but that's off the table as we start the week. She's lying to Toby. She's decided she's going to do this on her own. She decides to email Pete to come save her from Toby. So she uses that secret garden email address that we saw um, a few weeks ago. And for those who've been watching for a while, a few years ago, to email Pete, he comes running. She lures Pete to the folly and quickly clobbers him, ties him up, (laughs) and tells him that she's going to kill him. Toby later discovers Cleo's email to Pete And he reads it and it's basically all of his fears. She says, you know, he's dangerous. I'm scared. He's violent. He freaks out, obviously, but he's just more and more concerned with Cleo's safety at that time. So he goes right to the folly. Uh, It's this nighttime scene. They're in the folly. He's called the cops. Cleo's ready to off Pete. Pete's confessing to grooming this new young woman, Sarah. It's dark. It's literally, figuratively, it's all the things. Yes, and Pete gets sent back to jail, thankfully, for breaking his, uh, you know, like the restraining agreement or whatever, but he's obviously not supposed to be around Cleo. So Toby's upset. He says, you said I was dangerous in this email. And Cleo is like, no, 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 that was all lie. That was just trying to lure Pete in. But Toby is like, no, though, it's based on truth. And he's worried that he has rubbed off on her as opposed to her rubbing off on him. Toby's like, I set you off on this path to want vengeance on Pete. And he decides that they have to break up with the picture of Lisa looking on as he dumps Cleo. And then there's a cringy sequence of Toby buying a ticket out of town to Cardiff as we're watching Cleo go on a binge. 
Nana finds that Cleo has binged the next morning, which is great because they have a very sweet scene together. God love Nana McQueen. Meanwhile, later on, Toby and Cleo are arguing in the village. Martine is kind of spying. Uh, Cleo's realized Toby's about to leave town. And then Martine gets dizzy and Toby has to rush over to her. Meanwhile, Toby overhears a little pep talk that Courtney's giving to Sid. Um, but we'll talk that talk about that a little bit later. But it changed Toby's motivation this week, I think. And made him decide to stay in the village. I I I don't know where I stand on this. I I've wanted redemption for Toby, as I'm on the record many times saying, but he almost could have made a clean break this week in my book. That's, I don't know. What do you think? See, I think I would have been pissed if Toby left this week because it would have felt like a cop-out. I think they they need to address it more. Like, the family needs to find out. And I think I think the, the, Lisa, the Lisa murder needs to blow up before he can go. It does. That's true. You're right about that. Um, yeah, it does need to be a huge thing sometime. And I mean, I guess the longer they wait, just the more devastation it can produce so mm -hmm. that's fine and if but... he did leave we wouldn't have seen him and celeste in their awesome like beach party wear <laughs> which is like the next scene from like all this like dark you know i'm gonna leave town and then all of a sudden he shows up in like the coolest hawaiian shirt i've ever seen and celeste looks great <laughs> and they're like rocking retro tunes and they planned a huge party for them and nana mcqueen and cleo uh in the park but they go to the park they're dancing around it is some levity it's it's some fun for the crew but nana pulls toby aside and is like there's more to it than this this doesn't solve the problem this isn't everything and he, she needs to know that he knows what he's in for and that he's in it for the long haul and he says he's up for the job and then celeste learns from cleo that toby was going to leave the village she had sort of misdirected her said oh he's just doing laundry she's pretty upset to find out that he was ready to leave as i would have been upset if he left because he hasn't earned his exit yet when she found his bag he said he was just doing laundry he didn't want martine to have to watch it wash his briefs and i would just throw my hat in the ring for that if he needs someone to launder, <laughs> launder his briefs or just like you know i'll pay you he, or if the show wants to just show him in his briefs like mm -hmm. that would be okay too i would be fine with that have cleo and toby done it yet like is toby still a virgin are we gonna well that's a good question they do run off to like do it after they talk to walter or like to fool around like oh yeah so i guess he has lost his virginity but maybe it's just hand stuff you don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i kind of would like just because you don't see adult character adult virgin characters very often on the suburb and there's a reason why he's is that because mm -hmm. of his upbringing i would like them to make a big deal out of it for some reason like uh, like as though it's a teen storyline mm. yeah like joey potter being deflowered <laughs> yeah. we, we want we want to see yeah. it we want the music we want the candlelights we want the t-shirt over the lamp yeah <laughs> to, um hollyoaks later uh toby's deflowering <laughs> cleo with a strap on hollyoaks a lot later <laughs> air, air it whatever hour you have to air it channel four hollyoaks like, only fans hollyoaks only fans. Oh, yes so meanwhile celeste by the end of the week she is convinced james to hire her as i guess an intern or something so she can pick up some legalese down at the law office so that's all for them but that was you know the launching into who knows what what storyline but that we've surmised a little bit about excited for it 
Another storyline we get a tiny taste of is Miss Sharon McQueen. Follow up from last week, she's quit her socials to Romeo's face, but she doesn't want to and blah, blah, blah. There's back and forth. There's some great scenes with Nana where she's she's really convincing her. Romeo's ultimatum is good for you. You know, wouldn't you rather have a boyfriend who loves you than the adoration of these people who you don't even know? And, and um, there's some exploration of that. And then Cher makes like an online friend named Jade who convinces her to delete the socials with her. And, and there's just a little bit there. She does end up, I think she's only on one day this week. It's, it's, it's a short share week, um, but she does end up deleting things and staying with Romeo. But there is this like sort of mystery of who this Jade person is. I'm interested to find out. I wonder if it could be Perry mm. because Perry's got her hands tied that she can't expose Cher, but maybe she's found a way to get in there and, oh, interesting. and, and, and fuck her up. <laughs> I think that Perry should get Juliet involved. Like you can't do something, but let Juliet know what's going on and see if somehow she can expose Cher. Ooh, without opening her up to the, the blackmail threat as much. Interesting. Yeah. What were you thinking about, Jade? I was wondering after seeing Mercedes like in the hospital with an iPad, could it be her? I don't sure. know that Mercedes is smart enough to create like a, a ghost profile, but Perry's probably a more likely person. Or maybe it's her dead sister who didn't really drown. Right. Yeah, it could be. Who the heck knows? I mean, it could be someone from her past or it could be Silas or it could be... Maybe it's Sally. <laughs> Sally from prison? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so someone's going to be on to share or is going to be fucking up with share because I don't think this is just like oh her new lovey-dovey best friend from the internet seems like jade will be back maybe she'll be um sid's new girlfriend could be because someone needs to be sid's new girlfriend so speaking of well we'll get into the courtney story i guess courtney has got this job interview but she doesn't think she's gonna go do it and she's talking to tom and yaz and she's just sort of like yeah you know i don't know if i'm good enough i was just under investigation and they're like but tom and yaz say well yeah but you didn't do anything wrong you know you're a great teacher they give her the pep talk that she needs so that Courtney decides to go through with the interview. When she does the interview, she gets offered the job, of course, Natch, who wouldn't hire Courtney? And that leaves young Sid in a tailspin with the object of his affection planning to leave the village. So Sid sets out to let people know that Courtney's leaving, people that he thinks will stop her. So he first gets Grace on board, I'm so glad to see Grace get to play into Courtney's storyline. Now that the Donovans have been decimated, RIP to this once beautiful clan in the village. Eventually, though, even though Grace and Sid are persuasive, eventually everyone sees that this is what Courtney really wants. So Sid and Stee and uh, Pez all tell Courtney to take the job. It's what she wants to do. And Courtney takes the job loads up in the cab and leaves. It's a great how everyone sort of goes through the emotions that we're going through. And, and it's a great send off for Courtney. I'm really sad to see her go. Super duper sad. Me too. I made so many frown faces in my notes. I know, I know. But, you know, I think the only good thing about Courtney leaving is that now Grace has two shots in the opening. <laughs> She's replaced Courtney dancing in the loft and is now like touching the kids. Is but I was like, is Iona still in the opening? Because there's like there's still kids. It's uh it's Grace's kid and Iona and the old one. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to go back and look. I don't know. It goes so fast. So I don't know who the kids are. She's dancing with the kids and then she's throwing the martini. I thank God they didn't get rid of her throwing the martini, though. I would have thrown a martini at my television. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so before Courtney leaves, she gives Sid the pep talk 
which is what uh, Toby eavesdrops in on and decides that the future can be different from the past or whatever. So I think the pep talk is doubly influential or it's influential to two people. Um, yeah, and we end the week with Sid. He's He goes on the website for the police or something. So he's uh, he's on his way to whatever's next there. But he's also having to deal with his married best friends, Yaz and Tom, who can't leave him the fuck alone with trying to hook him up with a girlfriend. So we have a little bit with Tom and Yaz and Sid and Tom and Yaz on their own. I always forget where they live. And I guess it makes sense that Tom lives in the house that he owns with Cindy. But when they were like there and then like Luke comes in, I'm always like, who where do they live so they do live with um luke and sue and luke interrupts them being sort of frisky and he can't remember the word for like grocery store that kind of kills their boner but they decide to still go to misba's house and fuck around (laughs) i thought that was so bizarre it was like oh luke can't come up with words so instead of being nervous for him let's just go to my mom's house and and fuck um i was like okay whatever when the mood strikes you got to do it i guess but um they have a condom break so then they have a baby scare yaz is really freaked she wants the morning after pill immediately she apparently thinks every woman in the village should have some like in their cupboard so she's asking around i guess and And the way she asks like the text (laughs) that they showed on screen to like share it was like Baby, no sign, pill. I was cracking up. All emojis, all emojis. All emojis. And Cher knew what she was saying and was like back with like, no, sorry, in emojis. I know, that was really perfect. And Tom is like, I'm pretty sure you can wait until the morning after because, you know, it's kind of in the name, morning after. Um, and the pharmacy be open tomorrow. And that's eventually what comes to pass. And then Tom's like, hey, do you never want to have a kid? And Yaz is like, you know, indecisive. She's like, I don't mind being a stepmom, but I don't know that I want to have my own kid. Maybe, but not now. It's a mixed message, but they're young, so. I forget sometimes that they're kids, barely out of school. Um, But yeah, Yaz is like, oh, I just got to know if all my hopes and dreams are being destroyed right now or not. (laughs) Like, she does (laughs) not want to be up the duff. So a little bit of tension between the two. She's not saying never, but she's just saying, like, maybe someday down the line we have time. And they also are really annoying to Sid, as I mentioned earlier. Um, They sign him up for uh, a fake Tinder thing in the show. I think it was called, like, Fireworks or something. Sid, to get them off his back ends up having a fake date with Ripley. It seems like it's going well and Yaz like picks up on it and is like, when are we having game night? Blah, blah, blah. And the truth comes out. They're just mates and that Sid isn't really interested in them and that they were just kind of doing it to to get him off the back. But it ends with um, Tom showing Sid some of the candidates who are really into him, including one young woman who is okay with him missing a leg and uh seems like that could be a real character we're getting introduced to done 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 to be continued to be continued which brings us to the tons of drama we had with grace and fergus this week where do we begin <laughs> where do we begin i think we got to begin with grace and the mop <laughs> possibly <laughs> The best scene the show's ever had. So (laughs) Fergus is at the loft. He's interviewing a sexy new tenant who presumably would move into one of his flats and be one of his uh, victims for the Bluebird uh, spy cam scam he's got set up. But Grace, who's on mop duty, uh, is waiting in the wings, spying on them and just has, oh my God, we're going to have to post it on the social because it's just so hilarious. It's like 
eight seconds of perfection. So she comes out from a closet and is like, oh my God, this guy's the worst landlord. There's mold, there's everything and, and scares off the hot young chippy. And that means it's war between the two of them. And Fergus decides that he is going to get the rest of the loft one way or another. Grace doesn't want any of that. She's like, I still own 45% of this. I think she, what, she takes money out of the till. She breaks something. Doesn't go well because the next day, Fergus shows up with the police and Grace is carted away because he said she's stolen from him and assaulted him. Yeah, so when we're finally seeing Felix and Grace be together as a couple, be like scheming and they're super cute and I finally like get them. Like I always wanted them, but then we like never saw them interact like significantly. So there's finally fun stuff going on with them. I know they really work so much better as a couple now and I'm shipping them. And who knew it would be Fergus that brought them so much closer together? So to get her revenge after spending her night in prison, Grace has Felix steal Maxine's keys out of her bag. And that's a revealing moment because it's the moment that we learn that Maxine carries with her in her purse a slinky, which titillated me. Um, It could be for her daughter. You know, she's a single mom, but, you know, she's also daffy as all get up and go. So I think that Maxine just plays with a slinky in her spare time. Unfortunately, Maxine discovers that she has lost her keys, and Fergus immediately knows that Grace has somehow obtained them and is snuck into their flat. So Fergus freaks out. He goes back to the flat. He intimidates Grace. She bounces the heck out of there. But she is smart enough to shove his laptop down her pants before she leaves and replace the laptop with a framed portrait of Maxine in the laptop case. So Fergus doesn't immediately realize the laptop's gone, but he realizes it pretty quickly after she left. I guess the idea is because we know that there's shady stuff on that laptop, Fergus won't go to the police. But Grace can't break into the laptop. She doesn't know the password. So she finds a a nerd, Tom, who has a friend who's going to help her out. But... It's not that simple. Uh, It takes a while. When Tom comes back and has the laptop unlocked, um, Grace is having second thoughts. She had a weird run-in with Trish. And she reveals to Tom that she's stolen the laptop, which is not what she told him initially. So then Tom has qualms about giving her stolen goods back. So Tom is withholding the laptop. But before he can decide whether or not he's going to give it back to Grace, Ninja Warren comes along all in black, completely covered head to toe, and steals the laptop and runs off. And it's super, super ridiculous. So ridiculous. And it was so ridiculous. And they made it like a whole big thing. Like he was completely in black, like face completely covered. But it was obviously Warren, like obviously not to them, but whatever. So I don't know if we're supposed to think like the laptop is now unlocked. So you don't have to enter the password because Fergus is really pissed that Warren had it which is bizarre because it's like, he just got it back for you. Like, I don't, so I don't know. And when Timmy's like, oh my God, we need a new girl tonight or we're going to be in trouble. Fergus is like, don't worry, someone owes me a favor. And then he's installed a hidden camera in their own flat that is shared by Maxine, Fergus, and Trish. And he's capturing Maxine and Warren doing the dirty as Slim Brunette 290, not Slinky Brunette. Should have been Slinky since since the spring of spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows the Slinky. Because <laughs> apparently Maxine's ploy. Yeah, so that was like, uh, I mean, it makes sense that like it would jump to Maxine being 
a victim of the hidden camera. Yeah, they've been setting that up since Brad showed up and was taking pictures of her ass. And we kind exactly. of finally, that finally pays off, I guess. She was a candidate for that. But yeah, she's slim brunette, 290. I'm like, how many? And they do show that there are a lot of women on this site. So I'm like, how many flats does this guy own? Like, are there 290 women? This could go <laughs> 290 deep. slim brunettes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a big web. I guess at least it's not county lines. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> It's not slim scran either. It's or, not slim scran. So far, we don't think it is. But you never know. You never know how these things are all going to come, come together. That was the other name for Eva. <laughs> slim scran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was um, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt, Kurta, Kurta, yeah, I'm Curtsy. <laughs> oh boy. So that was where we ended with Warren and Maxine and Fergus and yada yada. And then I guess the only other thing for this week is we go back to the Morgan household. Forgot to mention earlier that when Tom and Yaz were there, they're like talking about the morning after Pill and Sue's sleeping on the couch, and it's like, don't wake Sue and. She like wakes up for a second and it's like the best thing Sue has done on the whole show. <laughs> I love that scene. But anyway, uh, so we've got Cindy and Luke still broken up and Cindy trying to make amends for sending Ollie away uh, has set up a fake social media account to monitor him. She is checking out his post, sees that he's spending way too much on cereal. She confides in Mandy that she is doing this, but she doesn't want Luke to know. Mandy does tell Luke. Luke feels really great about that. He is relieved to see Ollie is doing okay. He's flipping through these funny pictures of him with his train wreck girlfriend and is just really grateful to see that he's okay and is grateful to have a connection with him moving forward. He gets pretty overwhelmed by the emotion there and says all these nice things like he can't I think he said like he, he can't live without her or he's made a mistake or something and they kiss. There's a great steamy kiss scene, but it's short lived as like in the next scene, he's talking to his mom, Sue, and she sees the lippy on his mouth and assumes it's from Mandy and Luke decides to play along. Uh, Sue is just overjoyed. She's playing matchmaker with Mandy and hates Cindy so much. So Luke just goes along with it because it's super easy and cindy of course is very pissed off about this this little game he's playing and then she tries to make luke jealous by flirting with Shaq, but it doesn't really work so cindy has a blow up at the hutch and she reveals to sue that she's the one who kissed luke she just wants luke to just admit that he wants to be with her in front of his mom and luke can't do it he declares it was a mistake to kiss cindy what a dick yeah it was a dick move luke, what a luke dick move. falls in a vice with his mom like he's such a little pansy about it i mean i know like she's she's dying and everything but she's really being horrible like i mean she has no right to insinuate anything about who you should be with and who you shouldn't be with and and she needs to be put in put in her place i'm sorry but she does, she does. Um, cindy tried to just keep everything calm for so long and when that didn't work it's like you know cindy's like just don't deny me you know mm -hmm. and luke luke couldn't do it couldn't do it couldn't do that even with the push-up bra she was wearing i mean tit salad um oh my she god she looks amazing <laughs> and i loved her like roping Shaq into it it was fun to see him with different characters but there were kind of some sparks there I, I could see um I could see something happening between those two and I I could I could be down for that yeah Shaq needs to like get laid I mean he's way too cute to be running around not having his bones jumped you know right and I feel like every time he has a scene with a 
a character we're always like oh they should be together like from marnie from like week one we've been like they had great chemistry they should sleep together oh verity oh <laughs> Teresa. like and yet he's not getting any i know it's so true what the fuck so i guess that was the week it was it was and should we talk about scenes of the week let's do it there were some good ones this week i think i still i'm still deciding but let's get into the nominees all right the nominees are cleo clobbers pete courtney's farewell nina <laughs> nina who's <It was> nina <laughs> Nana? I'm like literally like who's Nina? Who's <laughs> Nana? Nana finds oh, Cleo. Yeah, Nina. There's so many new characters, but I don't think there's a Nina. Nana finds Cleo after her binge. Felix discovers a slinky in Maxine's purse. Nana lets Toby know he better be committed to Cleo. So I think I would go with Nina or Nana <laughs> finding Cleo after her binge. Um, that was just like, you know, we got some great moments out of Nana McQueen this week and she's just, you know, she's the matriarch of this crazy kooky clan and, um, and, and she is the wackiest one of them all, but she, her heart is so big and she's not stupid. She knows about Cleo's troubles and she knows how serious it is and, and she's going to be there for her and, and whatever she needs as she you know, suffers this relapse. And um, I just, it was just very sweet and and powerful. I'm with you. That was a great scene. And I do, I mean, Nana is just so perfectly cast. She's great as this light character, but she also can carry these really emotional scenes like a few weeks ago with John Paul, you know, going to prison and and you know she she does the range and she she's just so entertaining and that's just such a heartbreaking scene because there's you know Cleo's disappointed her but Nana understands and you know it, it's just a very real and touching scene that deals with mental health and a relapse really powerfully for me though I don't think that was my favorite scene um I'm going to go with uh, the scene where Cleo clobbers Pete. It's more than just one scene. It's sort of the whole, that that bit of the storyline. I think it was Tuesday where it's it's so dark. Y- you kind of wonder, will Cleo actually kill this person? You know, she was seeing him everywhere. She had a really visceral reaction to that. She wants to protect not only herself, but other, you know, young girls from from suffering the same fate. So I thought it was great work from her. You know, it was great to see Toby kind of come in and and be part of that scene as well. So that that was my highlight of the week. Yeah, I totally understand and agree that that was an amazing moment. How about star of the week? Do you have yours picked yet? I do. I do. Do you want me to to spill my guts? Uh, sure. Yeah, go for it. Well, for all the thing, the reasons that we've just been talking about, I go with Cleo McQueen, Nadine Mulcairin. Amazing. I totally yeah, I, get why you would pick her, but tell me your, do you have any other reasons <laughs> that we haven't just discussed? <laughs> um, you know, early in the week, she was just acting her face off with the relapse and everything. It was just um, big, big stuff. And I, I thought she was really bringing it in her performance. So I was like, well done to Cleo McQueen. So that is my star. And who did you pick? 
Well, I think you made the right choice. And I'm glad you made that choice because I'm going to go with a different person. Um, and I'm going to play like sort of, you know, those like honorable Oscars that like actors get sometimes where it's like, it's not their best work, but like they haven't gotten an award yet. So like they just- And their overall, their overall quality of work is so deserving that you're yeah. like, why have they not been honored? Yeah, it's like, okay, Leo won for The Revenant. Sure. <laughs> so my star of the week is Courtney, Amy Conachan. Conachan? Conachan? Yeah. Conachan. Like Amy, yeah. Amy Conachan. Because it's our last chance to give Courtney the star. And I think she's had so many MVP moments, but never like a week where it was undeniable. While this maybe wasn't her best week it still was a great week her pep talk to Sid was amazing you know it was sad to see her go and I'm just sad we won't have her telling it like it is or being that voice of reason or that voice of humor that we've gotten so used to so we will miss you Courtney um and I'm giving you a departing star I totally understand. And Amy um the actress just like she really let herself play it in a way, like she'd sit in the taxi and like just feel the weight of rolling out of the village. And it's like knowing that she's leaving this job and she's been on the show for five years, I believe. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that that's been such a big part of her life. They work so closely together with the cast and the crew and the, you know, they live on top of each other. And as, as big as the village looks, which doesn't look that big, the set mm -hmm. is very small. You know, they see each other so much. So it's like, massive life change to be leaving the show and you kind of got to see in her eyes like Amy rolling out of the village with Courtney rolling out of the village in that cab mm -hmm. so it's just like um it was it was a very nice moment and like I said when you leave in a taxi you can always come back in a taxi so here's hoping we have not seen the last of Courtney um so yeah but I totally totally get uh giving her a star she's definitely given us a lot of joy in the last few weeks and months I we'll miss you very very much we will we're like sit over here I'm like Sid you Keep doing what you're doing. Keep her here. <laughs> but no, I know. Obviously, they're making way for new characters. So, you know, that's the name of the game here. The, there's always new people coming in this village. Always. If you think about in the two years or so of episodes that we've watched, how many new faces we've gotten. So, yeah, it's really, they're, they never stop. <laughs> they never stop. And it's it's amazing how quickly these new characters can get ingrained and feel like they've been there forever. Like yeah. Ripley. Toby and Celeste. Toby I mean. and Celeste. Lest we forget Summer Ranger, because we haven't talked <laughs> oh, about yeah. her at all, you know. <laughs> We get paid every time we mention her name. So like Slim Scram. Um, <laughs> We're raking it in. Yeah. I mean, I think in the time that I've watched, I, I don't know if I was there when Sid first came, because I think you didn't really realize he was going to be that important at first. So, so I don't know if he was maybe like playing out a little bit of story before I started watching. But we had Toby, we had Celeste, we had Verity, we had Felix, we had Cher, we had Ripley, Summer, Shaq. Fergus and Timmy. And those are just main characters who are still with us. Of course, we had Brad and we had Jordan and we had Victor. Mm -hmm. So there have been characters coming and go in that time. George, Jesus Christ, of course. Dr. Lay. <laughs> Dr. Lay, that, <laughs> that motherfucker. There's a problem with authority in this town, like doctors and, and police people. And they're very not good people. Um, yeah. How did I forget George? Ugh. His storyline played out perfectly, you know? I couldn't have taken it one minute longer, I think. I think it was exactly, exactly timed perfectly. Mm -hmm. Exactly timed perfectly. 
And um, he was so good looking and I would have kept his face on my screen forever, but. Maybe uh, Mitchell will come back with George's face. <laughs> Some, we we, we got to bring back somebody with somebody's face. Like, <laughs> come on, Hollyoaks, let's, let's go to crazy town. No, I'm kidding. Well, that is all for this week on Holly Blokes. Thank you for listening. You can watch new episodes of Hollyoaks in the U.S. on Hulu and, of course, on Channel 4 across the pond. Thank you to Abloom for our wonderful theme music. Got questions for us? Want to share your take? Want to be our bloke? We're Holly Blokes on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to the podcast. And as always, for advice on real issues, go online to channel4.com slash support. We'll never forget you, Courtney. Bye. Bye.